Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I've read that interesting story around you on Judge rejects 60,000 uh, euro claims. Claims, not claim, by women. And it names the two women, by the way, in the article. I'm not going to embarrass them anymore, and they're already probably embarrassed in their local town, but I'm sure people know who they are anyway. In their local town of Tipperary, in Tipperary. But look, the judge has said that the two women who sued after injuring their ankles swinging on ch- in a children's playground should have used their common sense. What in the name of Jesus are people putting claims in? So these two women decide to swing on a swing and hurt their ankle getting off a child's swing in a playground that says children only. And then they put in a claim. <laughs> what do they expect? The average injury award paid out by the state's assessment board has plunged by 40%. Now, this is, of course, the personal injuries assessment board. So when you have an accident or you're in a car crash or whatever it happens to be, you go to the personal assessment that you have to do it. This is the routine now since it was set up. You go to the personal injuries assessment board, the PIAB. They turn around to you and they say, okay, you, you, you hurt your arm or you have whiplash or whatever it is you have. And they say, yeah, yeah, that's uh, 15,000. And you can go, thanks very much, and the insurance company must give you the 15,000. Or you can go, yeah, grand, I'm getting a solicitor, I'm going to court. I think I can get more if I go to court. A lot of people still go to court. Some people will accept what the PIAB will offer. But most solicitors will tell you, nah, don't accept that. You get more in court. Depends on the judge. You get more in court. The judges were paying out ridiculous amounts of money. We Look, we've heard of stories, for example, of people, that, that young one who decided to jump on the side of a Lewis for the crack and then fell off it and ended up with what she said was a brain injury. And she got a ridiculous amount. It was like a half a million or something like that. There's, remember the young fellow that was uh, recently there? It was a young lad, 14 or 15 years of age. There was a construction site with a massive fence around it saying, please do not enter. He kicked his ball in. He decided to enter and climbed over the, this fence. As he was climbing over the fence, he fell and broke his leg. The judge awarded him money. Why? Why did the judge award him money? There was a sign saying don't enter. There's a fence there saying clearly for you not to enter. And you climb on a fence and you break your leg. That's your fault. That should be no claim. In Australia, you wouldn't get a bean because the state is responsible for liability insurance in places like Australia, whereby minimum payouts are given to people when they make stupid mistakes. Falling off swings. Swing gate. Remember that, Maria Bailey? Swing gate. Falling off a swing. Uh, That was a great story last year. That kept us going for a while, didn't it? The old swing gate story. Anyway... It's all forgotten now, isn't it? Eating bread is soon forgotten. Anyway, people should not be getting claims for whiplash. We all know yous don't have whiplash. Oh, me neck. Oh, me neck. Most of us don't have whiplash. Whiplash is a thing, don't get me wrong. Some people genuinely get a bad... Oh, jeez, me neck. You know, I often wake up in the morning because I haven't been lying on the pillow properly and I have whiplash, for God's sake. And the problem with whiplash is it's unprovable. I have a pain in my back. My back is killing me since somebody ran into the back of me and tipped me bumper. So that's worth at least 40 grand, isn't it? Whiplash, probably 15 grand. If you're in the UK, you'd be lucky to get a couple of thousand for whiplash. Because they've cut, cut out completely on these, what they call litigious people who are going around claiming. There are sectors of society who are making multiple claims and making a living on it. Making a living out of it. 
We all know exactly what I'm talking about. These set-up crashes, for example. People flinging themselves out on the road before the ambulance come or pretending they can't get out of the back of the car to cut the top of the car off. Paying people to run into the back of them. It's well known. Ireland is a joke when it comes to Sue. We're Sue we have a Sue culture. Oh, how much can I get out of that? And, you know, as soon as you're in, a, and you're in a car and you even tip the back of another car, as soon as you tip the car, you know. You just know. That's the end of me. No claims bonus now. Years ago, it was you get out of the car, you looked at it, the other person was fine, you were fine. Ah, uh, listen, scratch, I'll talk to myself. Or, worst case scenario, ah, uh, look, I tell you, will you just get, get it fixed and get, let me know what it costs? I'll, I'll fix you up for it. Nowadays, I know I'm going through the insurance. My me, me neck is killing me. Because you go home to your mates and your mates will say, don't believe and let them away with it. Biggest insurance company. You're guaranteed 10 grand. There's your holiday somewhere for next year. That's what, that's what Irish people do. And that is costing insurance companies a fortune, which in turn, you clowns, are costing you a fortune too because you have to pay higher premiums. Now, the biggest, biggest thing I noticed in this article was because the state assessment has board has plunged 40%, putting pressure on the insurers to dramatically cut premiums. They're not cutting the premiums, even though it has gone down. The amount of money that's been paid out has gone down quite a lot. But the question I'm asking is, today, should there be a cap put on it? In other words, whiplash is a thousand euro. That's it. You're not getting a penny more. I don't care how many physiotherapies therapists you have to go and see, because usually it's fake and fraud anyway. Not the physiotherapy itself, but the people going. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just putting it on. Oh, oh doctor, no. Oh, I'm in excruciating pain. And you just know there's nothing wrong with them. Doctors know that. They know you're just going to the doctor to fill in a form. They're, they're well aware of it. The number's 087-188-008. Should there be set amounts for different injuries? And that's it. That's all you're getting. No more than that. In fact, this wasting court's time. Robbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Robbie? Good, good. We agree today. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are people who have genuine yeah. injuries, by the way. And there are yeah, genuine absolutely. injuries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there should be a stupidity clause in some of these as well, you know. Yeah. Don't stick your hand in there. I stuck my hand in there and I lost two fingers. And now, now I want a half a million. And you're kind of like, Jesus Christ. Like, I agree with you. Like, that young fella that went over the fence should not have got anything. And your woman who went on the Lewis, I, I could not, Noel, I could not believe I read She got, a half, she a, got a half a million. I think it was 350 grand, wasn't it? She was climbing on the back of the... It was, yeah. what, what do they call that? I There's mean, a name for it. With surfing in Lewis. <laughs> yeah. But, and she fell off. Now... I, you know, and also it mentioned she had a brain injury. Now, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think she had it before. She done what she well, done. But anybody who, by the way, anybody who, you know, gets on the back of a Lewis or climbs on the back of a Lewis for a jant, so to speak, clearly yeah. obviously has, you know, the, the best the best brain power in the world. Right. I, I couldn't believe. Like, I, I genuinely was gobsmacked when I heard that she won her claim. I was going, how in the name of you-know-who? Did she win that? Like, I mean, well, look. Let me have a sensible decision, like today, from this judge. Well, yesterday, this judge who rejected the two claims for sixty thousand yeah. for the women who hurt their ankles climbing off a and children's swing. And fair play, though. Mm. Fair play. Threw them out of court. Said, Get out yeah. of the court. You should have used your common yeah. sense. Don't be sitting exactly. on a child's swing, you clowns. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, oh, he well, didn't we, say yeah, that, and that's said, what yeah. I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> as you said, we're two grown adults. We're going to get child's swing. I'm going to be wearing whatever shoes or whatever I wear. I'm going to go off that. I'm going to break my ankle. And now I think I should be able to claim. No, absolutely not. That's what you get for being a pair of clowns. You know, and the judge, and I have to say fair play to the judge. I hold my hand up to him and I shake his hand for that one. He's dead right. And do you remember there was 
not too long ago, I'm not sure if you covered a story about the, the most unluckiest family in Ireland. There was an article in one of the newspapers about a family who um, claimed, oh, ridiculous amount of time. Oh, people, making, there's people making a living Ridiculous, out of yeah. Absolutely ridiculous amount of time. I think they're actually in Tipperary as well. And um, they had claimed something like 34 times and had made, like, a great, huge amount of money out of, you know, falling over a crack in the footpath and everything. And um, there was uh, about seven or eight different members of the family who all claimed that we were all tripping over footpaths and falling <laughs> over, you know, falling over. I shouldn't laugh. No, because it shouldn't. That's, that's, because that's money that premium payers are putting into these insurance companies. Exactly. And it's the likes of them who are increasing our premiums. You know, and it's not them who are going to be driving around in the cars and kind of saying, Jesus Christ, my insurance is after going through the roof this year. Well, yeah, hopefully there was more judges like that judge now yesterday. But, see, but if liability was looked after with the state as in Australia, we wouldn't have these payouts. Mind you, the Irish state, and, and I'm not minimising the damage that is done to people, by the way, you know, with medical malpractice, etc., etc. Oh, God. And, no. and I've yeah. seen some of the cases in court, and it is horrific yeah. to see somebody might lose a baby or somebody might die during yeah. the birth of a baby or whatever it happens to be. But, but in saying that, the payouts are ridiculous. They're yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like I mean, you, you don't yeah. you don't get those payouts in any other country. You know what I mean? I mean, massive payouts, state payouts. I, but all I'm saying is, we need to set a cap on these things. You know, or or go down. So you start using some other system, whereby you know whiplash is. I mean, in Australia, you'd be looking to get four hundred dollars, I believe, for whiplash. Yeah. In the UK, it's a thousand. I think it's a thousand or two thousand is the most you will get for whiplash. Yeah, in, in this country, it's fifteen grand. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's 20 grand. But I think, didn't they do something about whiplash in this country? It's about 20 years because people were claiming whiplash. Like, you know, it was ridiculous the amount of money that was being paid out, paid out on whiplash alone, you know. But and you, like, and you have no say in it. Here's the thing. No, if you no. tip the back of somebody's car, your insurance company will say there's two people in the car and they both put in a whiplash claim for, you know, 15 grand a piece. That's 30,000 yeah. euro. That's on your insurance, right? You lose your net yeah. claims bonus. You can't even say to your insurance company, but there was nothing wrong with them. I was talking to them after no. the accident. No. They're making it up. They, the insurance yeah. company don't care. They'll just pay it out no. anyway. They'll just, no see what's there on the, yeah, they'll just see what's there on the, the court judge and away you go. And that well, they, over well they don't want to go to court. That's why they pay it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's madness, like, you know. And the thing is that we kind of take it. And that, that's the worst thing about it. Like, I mean... If, if you go in and every judge is going to turn around like that that judge there yesterday, and again, well done to him, and people start realising, Jesus Christ, if I go to the court here, you know, the judges aren't going to give me anything. Let's settle outside the court. But then if those greedy solicitors, and, and let's be honest, solicitors aren't sure you're taking a few quid, you know. Who well, are, the solicitors will tell you the best money they make is out of these type of claims. Yeah, yeah. Stay outside, stay outside the court now because if you go in front of that judge, that judge is not going to give you any money. Just nail your man here or your woman here yeah. and get whatever you can yeah. out of it before you go to court. Well, and usually on the steps of the court, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's something else that has to be tackled as well. And um, I think if there is any kind of um, lawsuit or anything like it has to go in front of a judge, say, you can't settle on the steps and then let the judges tackle it from there and then and kind of say, look, you, you fell off a swing the kids' playground, get out, you know. And and that's, that's probably one way of doing it. And you know what they should do as well? Award costs against them. And that will start teaching people lessons to make, to bring yeah. fri- frivolous claims to court. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Lisa as well. Lisa, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lisa? Hi, Niall. I'm good, thank you. Good. Now, you were involved in an accident. Yes. And the, the problem was not with your... It, it, tell us the story. What happened? Um, 
It was in 2017 um, at the time my own car was only about seven months old. Um, I was coming, I was just after turning off the main street and went down still within the town limits of the town and everything. So like I was probably doing at the very most 30 kilometres. Now I don't even think I would have been. Um, When I came down to almost, not a complete corner, but there was a slight bend, we'll say, the car that I hit had stopped to let a car out from the housing estate. Okay. That car had gone in its merry way and I rear-ended. Okay, so they stopped unexpectedly and, and you hit the back of them. Yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, it can happen. It's they accident. weren't within my vision. They weren't within my vision as I came around the corner. It was there. It was right. The I went to stop and didn't stop. Um, so, at the time... There How many people were in the other car that you hit? One, just the driver. Just the driver. Okay. Who was um, unaccompanied. He was a learner driver and was unaccompanied with the full driver. When I queried this with my, with my insurance company, they told me that was a legal matter, not a matter for... Yeah, it doesn't make any difference to the claim. Companies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, basically they told me not to try to cop out. I was trying to cop out my responsibilities. <laughs> that was the wording they used. Right, okay. Well, um, un- well, unfortunately, once you hit the back of somebody, it is your fault. But yeah, but, but but go on anyway. I'm interested to hear the so, rest of the story. Um, at the time, their, their car was 1998. To them, that car was equally as valuable as my new car was to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, they had a hitch and the hitch done the damage we'll say to my car because the newer cars they just literally crumble as in it to the of course yeah, yeah. cosmetic damage done to my car so it cost me about four and a half thousand um, to get that fixed and did I you have fully know, comprehensive insurance I had fully comprehensive okay. yes okay. I didn't know until my I went to renew my insurance the next year that I saw there was two claims pending I hadn't even been notified by my insurance company and when I queried two claims um, they said that there were two people in the car. I said, absolutely not. There was not. I said, a second member or family member was dropped to the scene within a few minutes. But there was definitely only one person in the car at the time. Um, but anyway, subsequently, they came back to me to say that it was the other family member's car. Um, so they were suing for the car and the other person was suing for personal injury. When they say and they were suing for the damage on the car? On the car, yeah. Okay. And what was the damage on the car? To be honest, cosmetically, like I took photographs and everything at the time, my car was silver, so you'd see it very clearly in another car. And there was literally, I don't think I actually dented the bumper, there was like a slight silver. Okay, yeah, but I'd imagine it. if they had a tow hitch on the back of it, you wouldn't have but done the, too much damage. The hitch, it was the hitch yeah. that done the damage to mine. Wilson. Yeah. Um, so much so was the claim for the damage to the car? The personal injury claim and the damage to the car was in excess of €25,000. Yeah, Jabers. And when, did, when, the, when, you, when you hit them, right... The, the person who was driving the car, did they get he out and were you car. talking to them? Oh, God, absolutely. He was bawling, crying and apologising to me, saying, I shouldn't have stopped there. I knew he wouldn't be able to see. Blah, so, there was blah, nothing, blah. so there was nothing physically wrong with him? No. He was, he was an emotional no. wreck in his fortune, as was I. <laughs> an emotional you know, wreck. It was I was the one who said, look, let's, let's ring the guards, you know. And was there a possibility of saying, well, look, you know, I'll pay for the damage if there's any damage. Was there a possibility of sorting it out at the side oh, of the road? I said that. I said, you know, any crossing card or whatever and fixing your car, if there's any damage done, I said, I'd gladly... Yeah, fix over. you up, yeah, yeah. You know, no Like in the all. old days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, as I say, I got no word from my own insurance company. It happened in December until the following August till I went to renew my insurance to realise that I two claims spending. And it was a 1998 car, probably wasn't worth a couple of hundred quid, yeah. Yeah, and now don't See, get me wrong, uh, that person... But you had no choice in the matter, by the way. You yeah, were never yeah, informed I, about it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No choice whatsoever, no. And like when I contacted the insurance company about it, like 
And did he, did, did they try to claim there was two people in the car, yeah? That was what the insurance company gave me the impression and I said, okay. absolutely not, you have to go. But no, they came back to me then saying no, that they had made an error, that it was one person owned okay. the car. And the other person I was going to say if anybody tried to lie or claim surely that should be just thrown out immediately for the very fact that they lie but anyway but not on this case uh, but yeah Robbie so you listen to Lisa's story now Lisa's not denying for a minute it was her fault yeah, uh, you know, I mean, look, we have all done these things. These things happen. You know, you hit the back of somebody's car, you tip someone's car because they stop unexpectedly. And OK, you should be driving at a safe distance where that doesn't happen. But that's not always the case. So 25,000 for a 1998 piece of crap and and whiplash, obviously. I mean, I've heard of people like Lisa was saying there that um, they... They would, they would have a little bang and then it was all sorted seemingly caught and it all moved on and then when they got the premium back it was actually on it saying like you are claimed for 20 grand or and yeah, yeah. Oh, what the hell where did this come from yeah. and, um, and there's a, so that's another thing that needs to be looked at because people are kind of going okay that's grand we got it all sorted everything is grand and hokey dokey and then they find out like six months later that somebody's out to get 25 grand 20 grand mm-hmm. 15 grand off them in insurance which is absolutely oh. I, mean, I, I, I did a similar situation when a friend of mine who hit the back of a people carrier at a roundabout tipped the back of the, and he knows it was set up. He knows they pur- they stopped in the middle of the roundabout. But anyway, he hit the back of them and there was three people in the car by the time the claim went in there was seven in the car including five kids whose lives had changed forever. And the, I think the, the total payout and it was probably about three or four hundred thousand. And he said there was no damage to the back of the car. None. Jesus. You know, I mean that's, that's what you're dealing with. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and see, the insurance companies just will not go to court because they figure if they go to court and they get a bad judge, they could end up worse for them. So they just pay it out. Yeah. That's, and they're paying out your money and my money and Lisa's money and everybody's money. They're just That's what they're using to pay out, obviously. Yeah, so there's, there's loads of scams going on as well. Like, you know, the you remember that woman and the taxi man with the fella trying to jump over the bonnet of the car? Like, oh, yeah. and just jump, like, All this kind of carry on, like... But in Lisa's case, this guy clearly had whiplash. He claimed for whiplash, right? He could, he should have got two grand for his whiplash, max two grand. Oh, yeah. That should be the yeah. set about. And the damage to the car, it's a 1998 car. I'm pretty sure anything over a thousand euro would have rode it off. So yeah. it's 1990. No, I don't know of a 1998 car that's worth more than a thousand euro. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Unless it's, it's made of gold. <laughs> It is, and look, it's, it's terrible that these things are there like that. And you're like, I mean, look, if, as you said, look, there's genuine people who lost a limb or were in serious accidents mm. and all that. Absolutely, I've no cause with that whatsoever. You know, um, and other different pain and like, suffering and all that kind of stuff. Pain and suffering, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's the likes of these. It's not the nine o'clock show who are uh, who are kind of you know killing it for everybody. Like you know mm. what I mean? And they're the ones that are driving the premiums through the roof. And it's something that needs to be sorted out. Something that needs to be looked at. And this whole thing, if any sort of accident happens, you call the guards, the guards are there, they know who's in the car, how many's in the car, they know what happened, go to the judge, the judges are set standards of saying, okay, whiplash two grand, you know, lose a limb and lose a finger, you know, a hundred grand, whatever it may be. But these are the set figures and this is the set standards of what we're going to do. None of this talking on the and, and And going back to what we said earlier on, if it's your own fault and you, you have, like, people in a playground or people climbing over a fence that shouldn't be climbing over, you get nothing. That should be the way it is. Oh, let me just sorry, let me go to Dave. Sorry, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, Lisa. That was terrible. And I'm assuming, Lisa, you lost your no-claims bonus, did you? Oh, Lisa's gone, is she? Lisa, hey, Lisa, you still there? Hmm. Okay, let me go to Dave. Dave, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Dave? That's correct. 
Oh, what's the crack? Dave, I mean, okay, so what's the issue here? Robbie says that, like everybody else, there should be a set, a set amount of money for different things. I think the problem is the judges, if I'm being honest with you, because the reason the insurance companies are throwing such massive claims at people is to keep you out of court, because they know if you go to court and you go in front of a judge, a judge is going to give you way more than the insurance company initially would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was talking to um, an ENT on the way to the hospital one time, and he was telling me a story, and by the time he was finished, my jaw was hanging on the floor. Um, basically, he got called to an accident. Everyone was fine. It was not a bother. No one had to be taken to the hospital. He said he got a call a couple of months later. Would he be uh, a witness in the case? So he said, yeah, of course, you know, do a civic duty, blah, 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 blah. He said, uh, the guy who was making the claim um, off your one, he said, they made up this story that your man had to be cut out of the car. Your man's mother was in the car. The mother was in an office state. Then they had to bring the car to his friend who was a mechanic. It cost a friend, was it 10 grand or something to fix the car up, blah, 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 blah. And he said, in the end, like, he went up, you know, gave his statement. Uh, a member of the guards made a statement and said, I was there. Everyone was fine. So the judge turned around and said to man, he goes, well, you see your man there, that friend of yours? He goes, hold on to him, because to have a friend who would actually get up and lie to a judge is a friend worth keeping. He said, your mother deserves an Oscar performance for the, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for what she just put up on the stand here. And he goes, I know for a fact that you're all lying through your teeth. He goes, I'm giving you two and a half grand. I'm giving your friends, I uh, know your mother two and a half grand. I'm giving your friend five grand. Don't ever let me see you again. So why did he even no. give him the money if he just if he but, if he knew they were all lying? Why did he give them any but, money at all? But that's that's what I mean. I mean, even your man yeah. EMT was saying to me, and I said to your man, goes, "You're taking the piss now. There's no way that happened." Yeah. And your man goes, "My hand to God." He goes, "I I couldn't get over it myself." He said, right. "Your man, and this is the best part about it." He said, "Your man walked out of the court, gave himself and the guard the finger." then gave the guards the finger as he drove away going down a one-way street the wrong direction. <laughs> and, and your man actually got a phone call from another solicitor another six months later saying, could you be a, a, a witness again in the case? Your man wasn't happy with the 10 grand. He was appealing it. He wanted 20 grand. Jeez. You know. So this is the problem. The problem is not only, well, it's not only the system. It is the judges. You're right. The judges in many cases, uh, you know, handing out way too much money or even in that situation where they know somebody's clearly lying and made up a story and they have witnesses to say that and they give them any money at all. They should have just thrown them out of court. If anything at all, if I was a judge, I'd say, I tell you what, not only am I dismissing the case, but you're going to pay the costs as well for the insurance yeah, I mean, company. The, a, a member of Angarda Shiakana said, this is all complete bullshit. And the judges said, but here, look, take 10 grand anyway. Do you know, I mean... Uh, like that, For your troubles, uh, like... You're about that uh, luckiest family in Ireland. Uh, I know, I, I, I had a friend recently hit the back of a car. Now, he gave it a fair smack, I'm not going to lie to you, right? He hit the back of a car. Um, the guy that was driving the car he hit was a drunk driver, right? And your man got out of the car. He was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with him. Three months later, insurance claim went in, obviously, for he was in a wheelchair. Right? <laughs> Yeah, and you couldn't make this up. He hadn't been in work since the accident, and he's in a he's now in a wheelchair. My mate saw him in the local village in a pub. There was nothing wrong with him, and took photographs, sent it to the insurance company, and they still paid him out like a person who had ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah, but sure, everybody knows. Go to court. You're you're not going to come out empty-handed. You might come out with a couple of grand. Do you know? I mean, like. Yeah. I've been told time and time again since I messed my back up and work that I should make a claim against my boss. They'd be like, geez, you'll be sorted for the rest of your life. But like, I couldn't do it. Like, my, my employer's been very good to me over the last couple of years and I'd feel like a proper scumbag if, if I went claiming money yeah. against you. Like, yeah. If it had affected my life so bad that I had to leave work and I was in constant pain, 
we could probably talk, but it's manageable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just, yeah. I wouldn't be able to go into, in front of a judge and, and lie. I'd feel bad. You know? I'd be the same. I'd feel bad. I worked at a radio station many years ago where I was sent out as a reporter and I was beaten up, two broken ribs and I busted eye uh, by a local, local tow rags in Tala and uh, because I was covering a particular story up there and I ended up out of work. I was also, I never, I never didn't sue the radio station. I could have. And loads of people said to me at the time, oh, they shouldn't have sent you out on your own like that to do a report and everything else. And I go, look, I enjoyed doing it. I, that was my job. I didn't say no. I wasn't stupid. I'm a grown adult. I made my own decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. See, the, the problem is, though, Listeners as well are just as bad because I, oh, I yeah, sort of crack. I got in contact with a solicitor, right? And he rang me up and this fella sounded like he was chomping at the bit. Like, this lad had me in traction before I'd even met him face to face. Like, you know? And he mm. was telling me, he goes, well, I, I have a doctor now and we'll get you seen to by the doctor and a physiotherapist and we'll just... And, and, and we'll coach you through what to say to the judge if you end up in front of one. And I was like, yeah. you know what? This is just, this is too dodgy for me. I was like, I'd be a proper piece of shit now if I was to go through with it. Yeah. But Dave, you know yourself, the, the problem is, and it, it is the, the, the sort home, is that it's too easy to get money. And, and people know that it's too easy to get money now. Because you know that any time that you've got a claim going in, you, you pretty much know there's, there's money in the bank for that. And until that kind of thing is changed, I don't see much changing because the solicitors and the judges, you know, as, as you said, said from the outset, Noel, we need to kind of have a straight down the line, this is what you get for A, B, C, well, and D. Absolutely. And, and, and the problem is, before we go into the break, Robbie, I want to mention this, it's having a huge knock-on effect on business because we're seeing so many businesses now closed down, including nightclubs are supposed to be open next week. So many businesses closing down because they cannot afford the liability insurance because all it needs is one person to fall, have a cut, have a, whatever it is, break a leg, and they're out of business. Anyway, the number's 087-188-008. Thanks, Dave and Robbie. Uh, keep texting. Uh, I'm asking, should there be a cap on the amount of money you're paid? Or how do we change the insurance system to stop people making these kind of frivolous and fraudulent claims because we have turned into a litigious society which is destroying business. Small businesses, I've only read recently, there was a story there recently in the news about an adventure park that had to close down because their liability insurance went from, I don't know, €12,000 a year to 80000 or some ridiculous amount every year, so they had to close down. Kids' playgrounds, kids' parks, kids' theme parks, all those kind of places. We don't have them in Ireland. And I'll tell you why we don't have them in Ireland and we don't have enough of them in Ireland to entertain young people in this country is because we can't afford to open them because the liability insurance is way too high because people won't stop claiming. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, somebody says, I have genuine whiplash injury from a car accident I had eight years ago. I was off work for three months doing physiotherapy every day and occupational therapy every day. Every second day of that period, it sounds like a more than whiplash, to be honest, which I don't think maybe... I think maybe you didn't get diagnosed properly if it's happening that much is happening to you anyway uh, this day I still have the pain every day I need to go to a combination of physiotherapy osteotherapy massage therapy on a regular basis to prevent myself from being a painkiller junkie I think the claims uh, should be paid directly to the health providers that help to get you better instead of going straight to the person's pocket that's probably not a bad idea to be honest with you cheapers eight years I find that difficult I've never heard of anybody having whiplash for eight years unless there was more of an injury other kind of repetitive strain injuries or sort of not repetitive strain injuries but strain injuries to other ligaments and muscles in and around that area. Uh, Valerie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Valerie? I'm good, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, uh, what was your story? Well, my son, in his first car, um, he was in college and he was placed in placement, you know, the way they have to go and work experience. So it was near three hours away. Yeah. And the bus service was dreadful to get up there, so he'd get a car. So the full driver's license passed the test, the whole lot. And... Um, he was up there, I suppose, about seven months, and he was coming home one Friday. Not at high speed. He was in the town. I think he was doing about 30. 
uh, kilometres an hour because it was, you know, a busier. But he took his eye off the road. He, it was his fault. He went into a car in front, not at very high speed. That car went into the car in front of that. But they all ended up putting in claims. Yes. So because of that, his insurance went up to ten and a half thousand. Oh my! <laughs> Needless to say, I mean, obviously the car had to be gotten rid of, you know. Um, and um, he hasn't driven now in two or three years. We're waiting for him to, you know, I suppose his record to be kind of cleared, really, that he can go back on the road again. Right. But unfortunately, that's the repercussions of it. So ten thousand euros. Ten and a half was thousand his, was his premium. That's what it went up to. Now we had paid the insurance for the year. So they had to, you know, fulfil that obligation. They couldn't cancel that. Yes. He was seven months into it. But when that year was up then and he went to renew the policy, I actually burst laughing. I actually thought this couldn't be real. And he came in the quote at 10,500. And I want to say years again. He was 20 at the time. He's 22 now. That was two years ago. You know, they do notify you what the claim was, the amount it totaled. The total claims from the people that put in was 28,000. Okay. So that's, that, that you know, wasn't the too claims. bad, considering there was no. two cars involved, by the way. Yeah. So it, that's what it went to. But I phoned um, the Insurance Federation of Ireland to see, like, I mean, can they do that? To put it up to a ridiculous quote like that. And they said they can do what they like because there's no regulations governing insurance and what their charges are here in Ireland, and um, which absolutely blew my mind. My my thinking thinking on car insurance always was like, what's the point in having insurance if you're going to be punished when you do actually have an accident? Because oh, the, I know. Because the purpose of having insurance is to cover you in case you have an accident. So oh, it I kind know. of defeats yeah. the purpose then if they land you. Now, I understand, you know, the no claims bonus situation. So he had no no claims bonus. He would have only had one year at that stage. He just started exactly. Yeah, so, you know, so even so the full driver's license and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I understand if people lose their no claims bonus. That's a, that's a bonus you get for not having accidents. I get, yeah. I get that. But he had no no claims bonus. So why can they load him even more? That seems ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I know. And I also worked in a place my once as well in a legal profession. And um, I remember one particular guy in our office had two claims. And then in the suburbs, just in the next town, had a third claim. So because of this PIAB and the regulations governing it, they were obliged. That solicitor kind of, when he went into the other place, um, he he was in a certain job and all the claims were very similar. And I remember I was doing correspondence and I said to the solicitor, "Um, is that correct there, that chap you know, he had an accident on that street and then he'd won around the corner, very similar circumstances. And apparently he went into another town a month or two later and he put in a third claim there. But that solicitor contacted the solicitors I worked in and they had a meeting and then he, all these cases were thrown out. Okay, but so they realised he was there, a serial claimer, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's absolutely scandalous. I mean, I'm sure everyone has stories. I have a friend... Again, she tipped a car by accident, but a third person claimed in that car that wasn't even in the car. Yeah. Her sister, she wasn't even in the car. Right. But my friend told the insurance company she wasn't there. It was the driver and her partner and a child. That's all. Yeah. They put in for an extra person. But the insurance company said, look, it's not worth their while fighting the case. We'll just pay them off. Oh my, it's, oh my. Like- oh, it, well, it is. God, I'm sorry to hear about your son. That's awful. That's a terrible situation for him to be in. I want to go to Debbie as well. Debbie, you're in Ireland's yeah. Classic Kids. How are you doing, Debbie? I'm fine, thank you. you How are a- you? Good. You've been listening to Valerie's situation there. I mean, that's awful. It's insurance about 10 grand. He's only a young man, sure. For God's sake. Exactly. How's, how's exactly. Good that. Okay, but so- I, had, I 
had actually both sides of the story. So about six years ago, I was uh, stationary in a traffic queue. Somebody was turning off, lead car was turning off, and I was hit from behind quite badly and pushed into the car in front of me. Um, I got, I ended up going, I blacked out and I ended up going to hospital, um, you know, and uh, at the time it was an elderly gentleman, he paid, I think it was an old car, so I got about a thousand quid for the car and that was absolutely fine, I didn't think any more of it, I didn't want to make a fuss because he was an older gentleman, you know, I didn't, I knew how it is with insurances and claims and everything. So that was fine. And about three or four months later, I get a summons to go to court. Yes. And for careless driving or driving without due care and attention. Right, and I, okay. And I was like, well, how, you know, how is this working? I was stationary. I was hit from behind. How could I... Oh, yeah, your, your line's breaking up a little bit there, Debbie. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had an insurance that covered the court costs because the court a thousand quid. I was taken to court. I was taken to court, and uh, uh, you know I had to give my evidence. Luckily, I had a witness. I found a witness, but still, at the end of the day, the um, the judge you know, dismissed it. He didn't uh, pursue the gentleman. No. But it was awful to go to court because I was stationary. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all, does yeah. it? I'm sorry, your line is breaking up really badly, Debbie. I was going to break anyway. <clears throat> I do apologise. I think we got the gist of your story, but unfortunately your your line wasn't great. And that's awful, by the way, about Valerie's son. And I never understood the logic behind that. I understand that you lose an O'Claims bonus because you gain an O'Claims bonus, which makes your insurance cheaper as you go along. And if you lose that, you go back to kind of square one. I get that. But he was at square one. So he was already paying a reasonable price for his insurance. I don't, I don't know what it was. Probably, I don't know, maybe a couple of grand for his insurance anyway. Um, at 20, 21 years of age, and he hits somebody, and then they load the insurance. How how does that even make sense? Because the purpose of insurance, like any insurance, is to insure an item for risk. That's a gamble an insurance company is meant to be taking. Like if I insured this mobile phone, for example, and tomorrow it's stolen, I'm assuming that I don't have to pay extra on the next mobile phone I insure. Because I'm insuring it not to break or be to be stolen. So why is a car insurance is different when it comes to insurance? Why do they load you so much after? I can understand you losing your no claims bonus. I get that. But why be loaded after having an accident? Now, if you're having multiple accidents, I can understand you being high risk or something like that. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 188 008. Let me go to Roisin. <coughs> Excuse me. Roisin. Hi, I apologise that, Roisin, sorry that. I, got, I think I got a hair and a frog stuck in my throat there. Okay, you, sir, you suffered a traumatic brain injury in work. I did, yes. did, I'm sorry to hear that. That's awful. What happened to you? Um, well, I work in, in, in healthcare, so it was actually a, a resident that um, had a really bad um, responsive um, um, right. Dementia they had. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. Um, I don't want to go too much into what happened. I don't want to bring it all back to you again and, and yeah. upset you. No, that, that sounded like it was awful. It was. I had like a, a lot of of um, you know because a lot of my the, the MRIs and CT scans came back normal. So it was like 
put down as post-concussion syndrome that left like a lot of different different um, um, things that I had to deal with, like noise or any kind of thing. Even 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 I, I couldn't even be in a room with a, mo- a mobile phone. Right. Okay. Because it felt like my brain was about to explode. Um, so there still is. So you like, became I'm, I'm, oversensitive to noise, so to speak. Yeah, right, and, okay. and even now I have permanent migraines all the time and and stuff like that. Okay. Now in the when I knew it was ongoing, I I tried to talk to my company, but um, they didn't have a payment plan, so they let um, their insurance company handle it, which is still in the process or whatever. And how long, and how long are you in the process? Uh, um, three years. Okay, that's three a long. Years. It's a long time, isn't it? Are you are you still receiving treatment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm still they're a neurologist and um, and is it normal is it not normal that they they won't settle until you're finished your treatment and then they come to a kind of end result as to what the permanent damage to you would be is that yeah. that's that would be the normal procedure wouldn't it yeah that would be the normal procedure okay. um as far as i i know because i've i've never been in this position no, before thankfully and hopefully never again either but yeah. and but but your argument is they're kind of making you jump through hoops oh god yes like, in, I mean, in what respect is every because it's it's seen as being an invisible injury um it's kind of like you're you're put in the same bracket as people that are claiming for like you know a scratch on their knee or whatever you know that way yeah, and i yeah. i do i hate in for, for uh, fraudulent claims because my my brothers have have often had them against their own car right and their insurance has gone up and uh, through no fault of their own or whatever, and they've ended up paying it out of their own So you th- do you think they're dubious of your claim because it's what yes. they call an invisible injury? In other words, you're the only one who can tell people what's wrong with you, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no, and and there's no medical more... evidence of it, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so essentially, I mean, and I do understand from an insurance company's point of view, it's, it's your word against theirs, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you, you obviously know what your injury is because you can feel it every single day of the week. Uh, yeah, but they they're making you jump through hoops to prove that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, 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 and where does your solicitor think you stand then? And that's why we're not going too much into the details of your. Uh, yeah. Your name has obviously changed and where you work. But where does your solicitor think you stand? Um. Oh no, it's it it will go to the the the, the high court. Okay. But um. But it's just like obviously things have been slowed up due to COVID. COVID but, yeah, oh yeah, of course, of course. But um, and even being able to 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 see people have appointments like through that has been unreal as well. So when, when do you expect it to eventually get to court? Hopefully next year. Next. Hopefully year. Okay. next. Year. And have you been out of work since? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, not just due to COVID, obviously. And and, and to be honest with you, I loved my 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 job, but I I can't see myself going back. Okay. All right. Well, I'm very sorry to hear about that. That's an awful situation to be in, and I suppose it's a terrible when people maybe don't believe the injury that you're going through or the tra- the traumatic time that you're having, uh, Roisin. Okay. Let me just finally, before I wrap this up, go to Maliki, uh, who obviously deals with claims on a regular basis because he is obviously a solicitor. And I've often been told, but not but just by Maliki, by other solicitors, that these kind of claims, Maliki, are your bread and butter, aren't they? Well, they they were part of the business, and there would be. A fair payment in it. Well, people should remember, of any payment that a solicitor gets, 23% of it automatically goes back to the government in VAT. 
No, no, I, I, I get that. But I mean, but I'm looking at. You see, we're continually told that solicitors are the people that's making money out of this, and that is not true. Well, well solicitors are driving people, aren't they? I mean, because if somebody comes to you and goes, "How you doing, Maliki? Uh, yeah, listen, I was in an accident there this morning. Somebody tipped the back of my car, um, and oh, yeah, a bit of a heavy neck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're going to say to him, "No problem, I'll take your case." Instead no, of saying, unless they turn around and say to you, "You're bleeding, there's nothing wrong with you." No, well, firstly, <laughs> once somebody comes into you and you don't do something, or you don't immediately throw them out the door, then you're potentially going to get sued for not pursuing the case, even if it's worth nothing. There are people who have sued solicitors on cases that never had a chance of succeeding and they ended up getting paid out by the insurance company for the solicitor. What's whiplash worth now in Ireland? Probably around seven and a half. And I mean, it's reducing now. The awards are gone to the floor. So what? I'm not talking about what the person gets. The total, including, you know, the, the solicitor's costs and everything. Probably about well, 12, see, 12 grand, okay. is it? Well, okay, well, say somebody goes through the injuries board. And they get an award. Now, most awards that come out of the injuries board are rejected by the insurance companies, mm. not by the plaintiffs, right? But the plaintiffs are, because oh, a lot, well, a lot no. of solicitors will say to their plaintiffs, listen, don't accept what they'll tell you. We'll take, it to, we'll take it to, we'll go back to the insurance company. Before we get to court, they'll settle it with a few quid extra. The reason people reject the injuries board when they do, and most of the time it's not the plaintiff who rejects it, because the injuries board up till now have been relatively fair, Right. It's because there's no cost awarded. You may not even get the full cost of your medical report. Now, a doctor, an ordinary GP, will charge you 500 quid plus fat for a medical report. A consultant um, doctor could charge you, or a specialist could charge you anywhere up to 1,000 euro. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, you don't need those reports because there's nothing wrong with you. Well, hold on. I'm a solicitor. I'm not a doctor. I understand that. Right. But Maliki, you, you, no, no, you have to admit that. to me, how many times have you had people in your office that have been there looking for a whiplash claim and in your heart and soul, you know, there's nothing bleeding wrong with him at all. Well, you see, again, Niall, that's not my job. If somebody comes in to me and says they've had a crash or whatever, they go and see their own doctor or the doctor that treated them. Not, not this nonsense where, you know, and this is peddled yet again, that solicitors have this bank of, of um, doctors who they send people to. If you come in to me, I will send you to your, firstly, to your own GP, and then whoever he referred you to, or if you were in, in hospital, to the A&E consultant in the, in the hospital, and then whatever. Are you telling me that the, some solicitors don't, that there I'm isn't? I'm not saying there, that, but I'm saying the majority. There are, there are some solicitors that have a bank of doctors. There are some who, who will do that. And, and people who are reading yesterday's case, you know, uh, I don't want to touch on that particularly, but there are very serious questions in that case. You know, not just the actual accident, right? But there's serious questions to ask about the amount of money that's been paid out in this country, and, and it's causing huge problems for business because a lot of companies now can't get public liability insurance well, hold on anymore. Now. I guarantee you this, right? That even if there were no awards in the courts or by the injury board or there were no personal injuries, your insurance on your car or your house insurance or your um, public liability insurance, will not go down significantly. And if, if all of these things were causing huge problems for the insurance companies, why every year are the insurance companies making millions more than they were making the previous year, if it's such a bad business? The insurance companies are in this country and are fleecing us. We should have a very simple system for, for car insurance in this country, as they do in America and Australia. You buy your petrol or your diesel, and your, the state covers your insurance for... for Sa- it's the for same with liability insurance yeah. as well, when you're paying when paying taxes to business. 
yeah. and our petrol and diesel is still cheaper yeah, than but, ours. Yeah, but here, hold on for a second. If you have a liability claim in Australia, right, the state, again, is responsible for liability insurance too, right? Because you pay it through taxes. Businesses pay it through taxes, right? So you have an accident and you, I don't know, stupidly climb over a railings. You're not going to get a penny, right? Even if, if there was some sort of negligence on behalf of the business, you'd get a few hundred quid or you get maybe a couple of thousand at the most. You're not going to get a half a million. Well, now, what happens here in, in this country, the bulk of awards are for medical care where there's a serious injury. Now, people should be asking, why is medical care costing what it is? For instance, if, if you... A lot of it's uh, fake. By the way, I don't have much time, but a lot of it's fake medical care. People go people going to, uh, to physiotherapists who don't even need to go to physiotherapists. On, the, the highest awards paid out in this country are for medical negligence. I, I know that, I know that. Now, I, well, no, I mentioned that earlier on. Right? Malachy, they they settled on a no-fault basis on day one. Yes, I would agree with you. This idea of paying somebody four and a half or five million euro is ridiculous. And if, if people look at the, the money that the state claims to probably the top six solicitor firms in this country in mel- medical negligence claims alone they will be astonished that's where the money okay is. well I'll tell you what Maliki come back on next week and tell me all about it okay because I, I'm running out of time I have so many calls by the way I want to get you on that uh, I'll come back to Maliki the solicitor during the week on that Real People Real Opinions Real Talk Radio The Multi Award Winning Niall Boylan Show Classic Hit